G'day guys, welcome to episode 218 of Ask Jack D. Today I am joined by the amazing guest, Michelle Hesp, the editor-in-chief of The CEO magazine, who brings an incredibly mature paradigm and perspective to the Ask Jack D conversation. This was a really enjoyable episode of film. Watch it right through to the end. There's a lot in there. And I'm trying to shape history Put on from the sky for some strength to take with me Line up the stars, uh, fly away quickly And push the world forward like a tidal wave hit me I ride the wave swiftly I fear no man, check my titles mate quickly Came from the sky with the light of G'day guys, welcome to episode 218 of Ask Jack D Tonight I am joined by a very special guest We have been looking forward to having on the show for some time now Mrs. Michelle Hesp, thank you for joining us Thank you. Really Glad to excited be to have you here. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Michelle, although there won't be many people who are unfamiliar with Michelle, <laughs> she's the editor in chief at the CEO magazine, a leading business magazine for high level executives. She's worked as a journalist, foreign correspondent, travel writer, editor for two, uh, an editor for two decades. She's worked with global brands like National Geographic and Sky Business Class. In this episode, we will be taking questions from Facebook Live over here around leadership, management, building relationships with media, and anything you want to ask around getting noticed in the media. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Good to Are be Are you here. excited to be on Ask Jack D? Absolutely. It's good to be here. <laughs> it sounds like it. a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Before we started, so we got live going, we got the pre-record going, we were on Instagram stories, we've been on Snapchat. I think there's probably no social media channel we are yet to touch. Sounds like it's going well. It's good, it looks like it's going well. To a good start. <laughs> Rosie, how are you? I am great. Good. How are the questions looking from our friends over in Facebook? Good. I think maybe run through the topics again because when you said cool. that we didn't have as many people on the line. No worries. Okay, guys, for you on Facebook, you are asking the questions tonight. You set the agenda. We're after questions around anything to do with leadership, anything to do with managing teams, anything to do with being effective CEO, and anything to do with getting noticed in the media, be that building effective relationships with journalists, getting your stories featured, building your personal or business brand. Ask them all now in the question below. I'm joined by Michelle Hesp, the editor-in-chief uh, from the CEO magazine, one of Australia's leading business magazines. So we're in very good company. Rosie, how are we looking? We are looking great. We have some really good questions coming in already. Cool. First one comes from Gabrielle. She asks, hi Jack, what are the most important skills to develop to be a successful CEO? I would love your view on that. Sure, look, we, um, we interview many CEOs every month, um, probably about 80 around the world because we've got the Europe, Australia and um, Asia and India editions. So mm. in the different regions of the world, it is actually quite, um, you actually notice quite a difference. But one thing I think is so important is, as anyone will tell you, is integrity, um, believing in what you do. Um, and that really comes across, I think, to your staff. And ultimately, I think to be a good leader and a CEO, you need your people to look up to you, to be inspired by you, and to want you to be their leader. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. honesty as well is yeah. a big one. Yeah. So, yeah. Integrity and honesty is such an interesting one for me because particularly as, as you know, a, a young adult coming up in, the, in, a, in this generation, I suppose, um, it's funny, whenever integrity and honesty was mentioned throughout my career previously, let's say going back a few years, it was almost like a yeah, of course, type thing. Yeah. What I've come to realise, particularly as our organisation has gotten larger, you know, we've gone from sort of 15 to 90 people here in the last year or so, uh, is that it really 
really does matter more so because uh, you know when it's just you and it's startup and, and, and you're an honest and integral person it's it, it kind of you don't yet fully appreciate I didn't fully appreciate the importance of it till the organization grew and when your team right and you got you know you got Matt you got levels of managing an executive team a leadership team you've got your teams under them um, when they understand that the organization and the leaders in the organization are always coming from a place of honesty and integrity it makes such a difference to the culture like i would suggest it as you just did i'd suggest it's the number one thing to, to embed a great culture yeah and i think it's also we're in a very tumultuous world at the moment you yeah. know there's so much going on there's so much i guess there's a lot of hatred in the world in some ways as well there's a lot of war and people more than ever i think in those times want want to have belief in something and yes. having belief in your leader then translates into people really sort of sticking to your mission as yes, well yes. and if you're all pulling the same way then you've got more chance of yes. success really so and the right people love honesty yeah yeah you well know? they're honest people themselves that's right <laughs> so they're attracted to and, it. and there's little that you need to protect them from right there's there's little that um you know so the right people i think that hard conversations in terms of the business is going through a challenging time or there's there needs to be a conversation around the individual's performance or what you know whatever whatever the conversation that needs to happen the right people love honest conversations and honest feedback yeah and and that's where i think a lot of people like you said it can be used simply or you can really believe in what you're saying yourself but i think then it comes down to communication because yes. if you're communicating the right ideals then yes. and you're not actually just espousing them and, and telling people what to do but you're actually doing them Embodying yourself doing it yourself them, yeah. then then that makes a big difference as yes. well so i'm really yeah. glad you said that because it's probably something that again earlier on in my career i didn't i always recognized its importance but almost found it to be not a given but it was just always there whereas when you grow as an organization it, it needs to, your people need to know it's always front and center yeah. i don't think in 218 episodes i don't think we've ever discussed that it's a good thing. Though. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> That's right. We're off to a good start. <laughs> guys, particularly Facebook Live, well, only Facebook Live, because you, well, no, you guys too, in the comments below, wherever you're watching this video, but Facebook Live, you guys can do it now. Rosie will read it out uh, when it starts to come through. What do you guys believe to be the number one quality of a successful CEO? Punch that into the comments below if you're on Facebook Live. If you're over here, punch it into the comments, regardless of what channel you're watching it on. How are we doing so far, Rosie? We're going really well. Lots of good questions coming in. I think Michelle and I are a good team. I agree. Mm. We haven't got Bear. <laughs> Bear, got, Bear got evicted. <laughs> it's like Survivor. He was evicted for sleeping too much. <laughs> Sorry, Bear. Okay. Okay, cool. So the next question comes from Julie Lewin. She asks, what's the best way to get noticed by a journalist? Good question and a hard question because I think... <clears throat> Uh, as everyone knows, it's, there's such a saturation of media now in so many different forms that it's very hard to, one, I think you need consistency of brand, um, that'd be one of your topics, but uh, I think having a very strong brand and actually sticking to what you believe in and conveying that across every medium that you use is mm. really, really important. Mm. And I think... Um, I th you, that's a really important point. Can you talk to a wife? Because 
So what what I heard you just say is consistent brand, consistent messaging across all platforms will help you get in the media. Can you highlight why? That's really interesting. Because because there's so many people out there, you know, especially now in such a, I've, I think it's really a, a bit of a, an era of startups, as you know, and yeah. there's just so many in every country. And I think if you really want to stand out, not only do you have to have obviously a great idea and a great business, mm. but you really need to embody that business. Mm. And I think it's almost, I wrote a piece about it the other day, actually, and I think it's almost gone back to the olden days when people were their brand, whether they were a shoemaker yes. or a, or the baker or whatever, they actually were that person. And then I think we went through a, quite a few decades where people worked for a company, but maybe behind the scenes. So they weren't actually the face of that company. And now I think it's really important to be the face, the face of that company to, to push it forward and, and make yourself known. And if you're good enough, people will notice and then journalists notice, so. That's so a you know. really good point <laughs> that we actually have come back to personal branding like it yeah. used to historically it was a thing yeah definitely yeah if you made boots that was your sign but yeah you were the brand you, you were, were the boot maker in yeah. ultimo <laughs> yeah performers Jack's they still are making. you know lady yeah. gaga or madonna yeah. whatever they, they have always performers i yeah. think they've always been the brand but i think corporate world yes a lot of people with behind There's the scenes attachment yeah, yeah has been yeah, yeah definitely yeah that's yeah. really it's interesting how you bring up the historical element around that um i would say uh, and I, I can't speak for the CEO magazine, but in, in, in my experience, uh, sort of generating PR, I think the number one thing you can do to help your business gain media attention is to always be speaking to something that's currently newsworthy. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so it's, it's like Twitter with the hashtags, right? You, it, it's a lot easier to join an existing trending story by jumping on that hashtag. And so what we do is we look for stories about business in the media. We look for stories about entrepreneurship in the media. We look for stories about uh, debt in the media or even Gen Y or any generational stuff or education. And when we find that, I, I ask myself, do I agree with it? And if I agree with it, honestly, I probably let it go. Although we might, we might comment, but those aren't usually the juicy ones. Mm. The juicy ones is when I see particularly a big story and I disagree with it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I can factually um, uh, have a lot of sort of statistical uh, substance to mm. my argument and go, well, that may be true, but here's a new way of looking at that or this is what the new research is telling us. If you can yes, but an existing story in the media, uh, often I found that to be a holy grail for any given campaign. Because it's so, it's so easy to mimic these days, you know, there's so much out yes. there that people can just take as their own and repeat it. And I think if you've got those different ideas, then people actually see you as a, a pioneer or a leader rather yeah. than rather than just a, another one following the... Yeah, yeah. Following the, yeah. I was saying to Michelle before we started rolling, I love the CEO magazine, so I don't include them in what I'm about to say. In fact, I don't <laughs> include a lot of business media in what I'm about to say, but a lot of mainstream media it's really not hard to find stuff that you either disagree with and that you can agree with, disagree with, with substance. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate. Business media, not so much. Like as I, as I think of other business brands, um, usually quite, quite credible and, and, and have a bit of a substance. But if you go to the more mainstream stuff, it's really not hard to highlight a different argument that's currently doesn't have a voice inside of a particular topic or theme that's going that's on. True. And I think, I think really good journalists as well will always look for a different story. Like you said, yeah, that's exactly. timely, but a different angle. Yes. Because nobody wants to hear the same thing repeated over and over again across 
a million different mediums. Yes, yes. What would you say are the don'ts for reaching out to the media? That's Tash's question. Good question. Well, sounds really simple, but um, don't be rude. <laughs> you, you get a lot of people these days, um, well, you always have, I, I think people with big egos who just um, think they're the best, think they're the first person to say something and often things have been said before and it's quite, it's, you know, you need to, you need to get your point home without being like, well, I'm the first person to say this or I'm the only one who can say this because the bottom line is most editors will have a lot of writers, a lot of content producers behind them. So it's a matter of um, being that person that they want to work with as yes, well. Yes, yes. And it's, yeah. yeah it's I, <laughs> I have the exact same answer. I, I call it entitlement, right? Because <laughs> I think it and I say it, it must be important and everyone else must want to listen to it. Everyone else must want to publish it. Yeah, because, because <laughs> I'm really passionate about it. And it's like, and this is one of the fundamental, I think it's one of the fundamental lessons for anyone speaking to entitlement is early on in my career, you know, I remember uh, we had started my previous business company called MBE Education and uh, Ruben, uh, the guy I started the business with, and I would try and do heaps of media and, and he's very, very good at media. So it's probably more me trying to do media unsuccessfully. And one day I sat down with Ruben's wife, who was a PR brand strategist, and she said, bring all your stuff, like let's have a red wine on a Friday afternoon and bring all your press releases. And she's looking through them and she goes, Jack, I've got to break something to you. Nobody gives a shit about Jack. No one gives a shit about MBE. Stop talking about yourselves and start talking about something that's relevant, topical, factual, you know. That people hazard. are really interested yeah, in. Exactly. Then you can introduce yourself and your brand. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And particularly as profile grows mm. and people start to reach out to you and you know, all that sort of stuff. But initially when you're trying to get traction, you need to be saying something that people genuinely want to hear and the journalist will know. And, and packaging it well as well. That yes. sounds again really simple, but having all the beautiful high-res images, having having the you know everything ready to go. So so many people will have an idea, put something forward, put themselves forward, but not have polished what they're actually trying to say or who they are. So can I ask you a question? Yep. Of uh, let's say a hundred pictures that you get. Yes. How many are really bad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's say a lot. Uh, no, look, I, I would so. say I would say out of about a hundred or so, you probably always get a few that really shine, and then. But like I said, because of the saturation and because everyone is out there, and let's face it, there's a lot of people working freelance these days because the new type of office is people yeah. on the move, and so they have to they have to drum up their own business. So, yeah. um, but if they haven't had that training on making it really polished and and making themselves a really easy person to work with, a really good person to work with then you tend to, you know, have to cull through a lot to get to the... So I would well, estimate... That's the same the in any industry, really. It is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It might be slightly higher for people pitching in. I yeah. would estimate the really bad rate to be about 97%. <laughs> but I'm probably not. a harsh judge. No, you're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> probably right. Which is why, and so, you know... So now I need to say thank you to my beautiful contributors because oh, you're great. Of course. But that's, <laughs> but that's awesome. why, you know, you said a couple of times this might sound obvious, but... Yeah, it, it, it probably does sound obvious, but it's it's often just the fundamentals. But it's not hard to, to be in that great 3%. It's just about... It's like getting a good resume done. That's the first thing people will tell exactly. you. But there's always lots of dud resumes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm with you. Good. Okay, we're getting some comments coming through in response to your last question. Cool. Can you read them out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Ali says integrity. Yeah. Brett Agreed. says congruency. Yeah. Tristan says communication. Getting a lot of integrities. Melody says integrity. Rod That's says integrity. Good. I'm glad. So everyone's I'm glad. saying integrity. Okay. 
JL's saying this is much better than watching The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> JL's our event manager in Melbourne. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie Lee. <laughs> and Stewie is watching all the way from South Croatia. Oh, love uh, you, Stewie. Stewie's my best friend who's currently on a 12-month honeymoon with his wife. And he's watching us. And he's, of on course he's honeymoon. watching he's... us. He misses me. <laughs> his wife is gonna... Oh, dear. But I think communication is really interesting as well because... I was actually, today I interviewed the CEO of Tourism Australia mm. and he was talking about, um, well, we're doing a photo shoot with him actually, but he was talking about um, how communication, so many people, so many leaders can think it's all about just what they can, you know, what they can say and what they yes. can give, whereas the really good uh, leaders know that it's all about listening and yes. really understanding the communication both ways. Yes. Again, sounds kind of obvious, but But it's, it's so crucial. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. And, and again, sort of as, as I've gone through this growth journey here with the entourage, what I've found is that the more experienced the people that come in, particularly in executive roles, the less they talk, the mm, more they, they listen, listen. Yeah, and definitely. the more they kind of guide, but not, not at arm's length because they're right in there, but they, but they guide delicately rather than... A, you know, I want you to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm. They, they give people space. Yeah, definitely. And give people room to shine. I think exactly. it's all about surround, as we know, it's about surrounding yourself by the, with the right people yeah. and letting them do the things you might not do so well. Yes, so I, yes. that's really important, yeah. I think. Which is so. important for me because there's yeah. a lot of things I don't do well. I, my team are amazing because <laughs> they do all the stuff that I can't do. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> What I'm interested in, genuinely interested in this question from you guys at Facebook Live, what is uh, the number one thing that you are bad at, right? Because I'm of the view that, <laughs> seriously, I'm of the view that the things that we suck at outnumber the things that we're great at. In fact, I'd say Because that's, we focus on the things we're really good at. Of course, so as you should, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so we should talk, well, at least be more self-aware of the things that we're not great at. So, Facebook Live and you guys, whatever channel you're on, what is your biggest weakness in the comments below? Your biggest weakness. It's okay, important so my for you question, to know because you need to hire your weakness. What's your biggest weakness? Good question. Both of you. That's my question. That one came from me. <laughs> as Keely has learned, who's just over here, I am a master of scheduling. Yeah. Keely, what is my biggest weakness, honestly? Don't ask. No, no. <laughs> Biggest weakness? Well, possibly I would have said scheduling until today. I know, because I did, I pulled off a schedule, like a piece of genius scheduling today. Detail. Yes. Detail. Yeah. yeah. You're a high level thinker. Yes. I think passion as well on that point can often be somebody's best and worst. You know, it can be your, it, well it is for me, because I get too passionate about things mm. and then I get too emotional mm. about things. Whereas mm. if you can pull that passion back a bit and manage it, mm. so it can often be my, I think my team would probably say, yeah, I'd go off a bit on yeah. when I'm really into something. Absolutely. They'd pull me back and organise stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, I think the lack of attention to detail is prohibitive when you don't have much of a team, right? Like when we had a very small team, I knew the ins and outs of every single, I knew what was on every single spreadsheet. If we were running an event in Brisbane, I would know what had been done, what hadn't been, you know, you're right across the detail. Mm -hmm. However, as your organisation goes and you bring in great people, you should be across the, well, provided you've got right systems, right infrastructure, right people, right accountabilities, right reportabilities, uh, 
you shouldn't be familiar with the detail, no, right? No, you should be able to pull yourself back. That's and right. And I think that's really important because if, really you, important. if you take on a larger role, you need to be able to pull away from those little things yes. so that you can focus on the big picture. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of leaders really succeed because they let everybody else take care of those things that they used to take care of and, that's right. and look at the bigger picture. That's right. I would say naturally my attention to detail is a three out of ten. I would say whenever I'm in a startup ro startup position, which I'll never be again, but a startup position in a business, my, I can take, I can train, like just through will, my attention to detail to go to a 9.5 out of 10 when I need to. But then great people in place, happily a three out of 10. Yeah, and spreadsheets. Need to and get better at spreadsheets. Yes, Terrible at spreadsheets. Oh, <laughs> I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> so but my COO, my CFO, loves spreadsheets. <laughs> so it's good. Right? Hire your weaknesses. Yeah. Awesome. Getting a lot of comments coming through in response good. to Good. About that. the weakness question? Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. Okay. So we've got Sean saying public speaking. We've got Stewie Cook saying definitely worse at more things than I'm good at. Biggest weakness is underselling myself. I'd agree, Stewie. Alyssa says doing videos for my business. Christian making quick decisions, Melanie graphic design, Lisa public speaking, Kimmy following up, Fabian time management, Ali getting bored quickly, Franz admin, Sam public speaking, Tom says adulthood. <laughs> I think we're all challenged by that, aren't we? <laughs> I think mine is like life admin. So I can do admin yes. at work, but anything outside yes. of work, organising yeah. anything. I'd say that's my biggest one, is mm. admin, like mm. anything admin -y. yeah. And most people are scared of public speaking, I've yeah. got to say. Yeah. I, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. It's, um, but it, uh, it's probably very important as, as a leader to be able to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it is important, but it's also okay to not be great at it. Mm. Um, we've got some of the best leaders that I've ever had the privilege of working with in this business and some of them don't like speaking in front of a room. They can and they do when required, um, but you know, the, the, term, the term is they would prefer to lead from the back, which is enabling others and yeah. enabling others to shine. And so if you're not, you know, well, I'm, I'm quite, I am an introverted person. However, if, 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 if you don't feel comfortable in extroversion, um, that's, that, that can be okay too. Great yeah. if you're good at it. Yeah, um, I think okay, so. Yeah. And I think just being able to speak to people, if, you, if you're not a good public speaker, then just being able to speak to people individually or small groups, yeah. it's, you know, you can yeah. still get your message across well. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, a, like a Zuckerberg, or, you know, like, it's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, dude. I agree. Anyway, okay. one thing you did say, Rosie, was follow up. Follow up, right? yeah. I've, yes. And I just, let's just talk about this for a second, because it's important. If you mean like follow up as in sometimes you don't follow up on a sales call, not great, but okay. If you mean follow up in terms of implementation, that needs to be fixed. In my view, the, the, like, cause I've had people like, oh, I'm bad at follow up. And then you get to sort of, you get into it and you recognize they just struggle to implement, right? Which, which is almost a critical weakness unless you have a really, really good team. Uh, that you can manage and they can manage you. Um, so I think anybody needs to be great at implementation, project management to a degree, and project leadership. And that comes back to branding as well. If you don't follow up with what you're talking yeah, about, if you're not exactly. if you're not walking the walk and doing the talk, then you're not following up on what you're actually 
putting forward. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's what I that's mean. That's where you fall down. Yes. So. Yeah. Like if yeah. it's, you know, you called someone, you, you've got 100 sales calls to make and one person was engaged and you forget to call them back tomorrow, that kind of follow up, relatively acceptable. But, but not following up on, you know, a relationship or a project, get on top of that. Rosie. Okay, next question comes from Katie. She says, you feature many prominent leaders in your magazine. In your opinion, who is the greatest leader of our time and why? Gosh, that's tough. Such a good question. It's really tough. Um, look, there's, there's, there's so many good leaders out there and I guess it's a matter of looking at whether you're also considering somebody in politics, which I think is I, I don't have a lot of uh, favourites in politics, <laughs> I'll be really honest. Um, but when it comes to leader, look, recently, I, I think I mentioned to you before, I interviewed Chris Gardner. Um, a lot of people know him from uh, being Will Smith playing him in, in The Pursuit of Happiness. And it really struck a chord with me meeting him and speaking to him because he calls himself now the CEO of happiness. Mm. And uh, he's got his own company. He's, he travels the world talking about hope and perseverance. And I think... He is a remarkable leader because, and he's got the tens and hundreds of thousands of followers, and they people believe in him because one, he's telling a real story about his life and what he went through, and that they've seen he's come out the other end mm. and made a success of himself. But two, he wants to help other people to make a success of themselves and to give people hope. Mm. And I think that's to me at the moment, I, I. It just really resonates, you know. It's an important message, right? Yeah, now as well. it is. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, like I said, I mean, we, we cover 80, 90 every issue, different CEOs. So there's a lot. Of, month, there's a way. lot out there. I've met some amazing people. Christine um, Holgate recently from uh, Blackmores yep. um, did a great interview with her. She's, she's a really wonderful leader um, because people, her staff, believe in her. They really love working with her. Um, she's got she's got those. I think they're almost like modern day traits of a of a the new kind of leader, mm. which is probably humility as well and not trying to put yourself over as being the big boss mm, mm, you know mm, understanding mm. people and lifting yeah. them higher but there's so many good you, you must have so many favorite leaders as well I'm, I'm trying to think of some of my other mm. favorite leaders and you're right it, it does depend on the criteria <laughs> through which you you view the question yeah uh, so I'm most impressive entrepreneur but that's not the question I think is Elon Musk um, you know, I would almost say the most impressive leader, and it, it, whether it falls into our time or not, I would say is Nelson Mandela. Yes, wonderful. It's, yeah. it's hard to find someone that faced as much protest, spent 30 years in jail, came out not harbouring anger and bitterness toward the yeah. people that jailed him in his own country, labelled as a terrorist. Yeah, and, and then, kept fighting for and the one belief his, his entire His whole life... life Comes yes. out of jail four years yes. later. He be, so in jail for 30 years as a terrorist. Comes out four years later. He becomes the first uh, black president yeah. um, of of the country, uh, you know, and had a successful time in politics. And then yeah, kept kept fighting his fight until until he passed away. Yeah, and another probably going to pronounce her name wrong now, but Aung San Suu Kyi from Myanmar. Mm. She's another person who has basically fought for what she believes in her entire life. Been mm. under house arrest so many times, been in jail, been, you know, ridiculed, put all over the press and, and but she's, I think, followed that similar paradigm of just believing in 
what she set out to do. So I think 90% yeah. of the people watching this just thought what I said, what I thought, which is, what was her name again? Because I've never heard her and can you spell Aung it? Because I want to look it up. Aung San Suu Kyi. Oh, now I'm going to go. Now okay. you're going to embarrass me because I'm not going to be able Google to spell. Rosie, Google it in the comments. Spell. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> Take the pressure off. Rosie, can you Google that lady, please? Because I would like to do a bit of research, as I'm sure everybody else will. Yes. One more question for you guys over at Facebook Live. Who do you think is the best leader of our time? It can be in any particular field. It doesn't spell, matter. Or spell her name for us. Yeah, now all really give us the spelling. <laughs> I don't think you need to be embarrassed by that. It is a difficult name to spell. Um, who do you think is the best leader of all time? Rosie, we're going to take two more questions. We're going to answer them in rapid fire. Okay, cool. First one comes from Elaine Joy, Entourage alumni. He says, Hi Jack, in our written you speak of the Entourage having an informal culture that lends itself to innovation and how it enables your high performance team. How does your team decide what processes need to be formalised or be allowed to occur organically? Processes are not in conflict with informality, right? Informality does, there is nothing about informality that suggests disorganization or lack of process, right? Particularly with an organization of our size, we're still you know, medium sized organization, quite small actually. Uh, but informality in how we communicate, informality in an aversion to bureaucracy, informality in that anyone can speak to anyone and everyone's heard and everybody has ideas. However, Keely, my executive assistant right now, is developing a process even for innovation, which is an organisational-wide process for when you have an idea, what are the channels that you go through in terms of your communication uh, and, and decision-making and eventually deployment it, uh, in order for us to, to innovate. And so uh, processes become increasingly important as the organisation grows. Sometimes that can lend itself to bureaucracy. However, if you're conscious about it, you can still maintain um, a, a, an, an aura of informality as to how everybody shows up. Do you have a view on that, Michelle? Yeah, I, look, I agree. And I think it's um, informality, there's, there's a few ways you can look at it. Because, I mean, everything from dress to how you dress to uh, how you approach things, um, yeah. how you again brand and and i think yes there's a certain place for informality and I, but i think it's also about um knowing when to adapt yes. and i think most people most ceos will say one of the biggest traits you can have especially when you're trying to pull off a new strategy is to have agility and to be able to um to be able to change quickly it's not so much about these days about slow and steady wins the race. It's, it's about, in fact, somebody famous said that recently, but it's about how quickly you can adapt yes. and move with the times because the way technology is moving alone and the way companies are changing, you can't, you can't stay the same yes. for very long. Yes. So, so informality in that sense, yeah. yes, I think there's a, there's a good yeah. link there with that. Yeah, with the link to agility is, is, is really quite um, fundamental to, to, to my version of informality. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not informality in disorganization or you know a lack of punctuality or a lack of respect it, it, it can't be immature mm. right yeah, it, 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 it's, it's more about continuing to foster an environment that lends itself to agility and not putting red tape around the place that dampens mm. that and keeping and inspiring people Absolutely. you know you don't want to be so formal to the point where it's it's stopping that 
you know, inspiration, blocking that inspiration. Yes, so, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes uh, formality and bureaucracy can stifle... Stagnate, yeah. Like, <laughs> authenticity, right, and soul. Like, this is true for me, just on a completely random tangent. <laughs> if, good too. <laughs> informal. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> on a relatively informal tangent. When I speak on stage, and this is today, right? Different when you start speaking. However, when I speak on stage, structure dampens authenticity for me when I speak. Yes. The more, and I, not that I ever rehearse, but the more planned out it is, uh, the less I connect. And right. the less passion yes. can often come through. Yeah. And I find that as well. If things are a bit more um, on the go, yeah. on the fly, but then, of course, informal. that's branding again. Because if you already know what you're going to say and you already know where you're going, that's right. then you can be informal. Yes, yes. Because you're sorted. That's exactly <laughs> right. Love it. That wasn't very rapid fire, was it? I know, yeah. I don't Michelle think we have time for Michelle and I could probably anymore. keep talking for a few hours. <laughs> you don't have anything on later, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you doing another one? One more quick question, yes. Very quick. Yes. You have to answer quickly. Okay, this one comes from Avery. He asks, everyone says to work smart, not work hard, although most of the time you need to work smart and hard. How do you take a step back and evaluate if what you are doing is truly smart? Oh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I work too hard. <laughs> you just work hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is about working smart. I think it's about one we were talking about before, about being able to trust the people around you. Um, delegation is one thing, too much delegation and you're going to lose your own authenticity, yeah. for want of a better word, but I think um, working smart means everybody chipping together in your organisation and, and working together so that you're not having to do all of those hard yards when you've got people around you going the same way. Yeah. It's, it's smart. Yes, yes, very <laughs> smart. Uh, yeah, what was his name, Rosie? Sorry, Avery. Avery. Avery, I don't know. I don't believe in the work hard, I don't believe in the work smart, not hard, right? And, 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 and sometimes I actually question the substance or the background of those who say that. Because in my view, anyone that's Definitely. ever done anything great or built a good company uh, has worked hard and yeah. smart, right? Yeah. It's, it's about both. Now, it doesn't need to be, if you want a lifestyle business, uh, and you want to work in it four hours a week, um, then you can absolutely do that and achieve that. So that would be about working smart rather than that. So it depends on the lens in which you're viewing your path through and what you're building. Uh, however, if you're looking to build a small to medium sized business or a large business, there's you need, no getting around There's no like. getting around <laughs> it, right? But it's about loving what you do. I think that's yes. smart. And if you want to work hard, but it's, it's smart to love what you do. Yes. And if you love what you do, it doesn't feel hard. And that's so the, that's the that's, highest form of yeah. intelligence, right? Like yes. doing what you love. Yes. In terms of how do you assess whether you're working smart, highest and best use. Ask yourself, what is my highest and best use to this organization? Uh, and, can, and, and then everything else, delegate if you can. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're not good at it. Exactly, right? <laughs> if you're not good at it, delegate it as soon as you can. You want to get to a point where you only do what only you can do. And so you might have three or five or seven, if you're super talented, things that you're great at. Those are the things that you will do. And you want to arrive at a point where you do little else other than that. Um, but whether you're working smart or not, HBU, highest and best use. Rosie, I was really happy with that episode. So was I. It was a good one. Mm -hmm. Very good one. Now. <laughs> Everybody that is watching on Facebook Live and the pre-record, um, 
duck over to the CEO magazine website and Facebook. The link to both will be around this video. Uh, subscribe online, subscribe to the magazine. Um, as I was saying, I was, you know, I was saying to Michelle, before we started filming, uh, it is genuinely an exceptional business magazine and I am a harsh judge a lot of the time, particularly when it comes to business stuff. I love reading it. <laughs> I love reading it. It's really, really good. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for Pleasure. coming Pleasure. It's been in. great. Yes, we've got to get thank you back. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yes. No, it's been, it's been awesome. I've learned a lot too. So. <laughs> thank you very much. We just much. need to <laughs> spell that woman's name and I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> we'll, I'll be we'll able to go resolve. to sleep at night. Yeah. Spelling in the comments we've for everyone. We've got the spelling in the comments. So they've <laughs> yeah. got the spelling. We don't need the spelling. We've delegated it <laughs> yeah. to our very thank capable you. team. It's been executed in last mile. Um, now, guys, we have recently released a diploma of leadership and management. For anyone that wants to step into their own authenticity, their own leadership style, and their own management in terms of being able to envisage the future, being able to inspire toward it under the context of leadership, and then being able to execute. Execute on innovation, execute on implementation, execute on projects, and foster a culture that lends itself to that. We cover all of that in our brand new Diploma of Leadership and Management. Rosie will put the details around this video as well. Facebook Live, thank you so much. Pre-record people, thank you so much. Episode 218, <laughs> Michelle will be coming back. I can tell you that now. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. <laughs>